Today's share in Mishnah Bura Yomi is Daf Ayin Aleph Omud Beis. In the second volume of Mishnah Bura, we're going to complete today Simon Kuf Samach Tes, which we just started yesterday, which deals with some of the halachos of a waiter during the meal. We start at the very top with the Mechaber Sif Gimel. The Mechaber writes, Hashamish Mavorech Bori Priya Gofen, I'll call Kos Lekos Shitnulo. The waiter, the Shamish, who wasn't sure if he was going to get a lot of different things to eat, only whatever they decided to give him, he would get. So when he gets a cup of wine, he makes a bar priyagofen on it. And since he doesn't know if he's going to get another wine, if he does get another cup of wine, he has to make a new brach on it. The Mechaber says, he's like a person that changes his mind. If you're intending to drink one glass of soda, and that's all you're intending to drink, you make a shakul on it, and then you change your mind, and you think you're going to have another glass, and you had no intention on that second glass before, and you now have to make a new bracha. So to this waiter, he was not expecting necessarily to get anything. When they gave him the first cup of wine, he makes the barpia guffin on it, and that's it. Now, if they give him another cup of wine, he wasn't expecting it, he has to make a new barpia guffin. However, but he doesn't have to make each time the alhagefen, a brachachrona, after each glass of wine. Then he can wait till the very end, and one brachachrona can be motzi, or the chiyuvim that he has to make a brachachrona. Mishnah Burin Sivkot Nyud Beis explains. Because when he got the first glass, he doesn't know if he's going to get any other glasses of wine. But if he had in mind that this bar period coffee they're going to make is going to go on any additional glasses that I get. If I don't get, I don't get. But if I do get, I want this bracha to be going on it. Then the Mishnah says he doesn't have to go make a bracha in this situation. The Chavetz Chaim in the Sharet Zion, Oshid Gimel, explains that this is the opinion of the Morgan of Rom and many other achronim. However, the Taz disagrees. And you can see the Taz in the Berhetev over here, at the end of Sif Kotten Hay, where he writes, Your intention, having in mind, if I get any more cups of wine, this Bar Piyagofen will go on them also, doesn't work. Because he doesn't know for certain that he's going to get any additional cups of wine, so he can't have intention or kavanah for something that may not come. So therefore the Taz says you'd have to make a separate bracha, and the Magen of Rome and the other Achronim, which is how the Pesach and the Mishnah brought down, is that you do not have to go and make additional brachos if you had in mind when you made the first bar Pirkofen on any additional cups of wine that you may get. Then the Mechaber continues and he writes, The waiter doesn't have to make a separate bracha on each slice of bread that he gets, because that's true. If there's a chash of a person, a tamu chacham at the meal, he'll make sure that everybody knows the halacha, that you have to feed the shamish over here, this waiter over here, if he smells good food, so you have to give him something. So they'll make sure that the tamu chacham will make sure everybody follows the halacha and that he gets enough bread and that he gets anything that's very aromatic and smells good because that's the halacha that we learned in yesterday's year. Because in this situation, the waiter sees the Tamachachim there and he says, I know I'll get my fill of bread. So if he gets one slice, he knows there may be additional slices coming. So the Hamotzi on the bread goes on the first bread for all the bread that he's going to get. However, if there is no Tamachachim over there, there's not an important person over there. So then if he gets something, he doesn't know if he's going to get more. And then the same thing applies to the slices of bread or any other food that they give him, just like it would apply to the wine. Explains, the Because the Adam Choshev over there is going to make sure that the people at the table give him whatever his needs are for the bread. And therefore, the waiter doesn't take his mind off the bread and say, I'm not going to get any more, so therefore my bracha only goes on this. But no, he's expecting to get more when he sees the Tamil Chochem is there. 
The Mishnah continues and he says, Since the Mechaber mentioned bread over here, It's only specifically for bread that the Tamachacham will make sure that the waiter gets his due because that's the halacha. But who I didn't likewise called over the Ispe Reach Ukiyuha, likewise anything that's very uh, sweet smelling or it has a nice pungent taste to it. The Mavulel, as we learned in yesterday's share, the Tsarach Litinlo, that you're Mahuyev to give to the waiter because it's dangerous if he salivates and he doesn't have something to swallow. And it would be dangerous if he smelled the good food and he couldn't eat from it. So therefore, for these things which are halachos, to give him enough bread to give him the sweet smelling or the pungent smelling delicious food. Then you can be sure that the the Tamil will make sure that they do the right thing. However, but to give him other foods, which as we pointed out in yesterday's shir, is a very nice thing to do, but it's a midus chasidus, it's not a chiv to do so. Then, you can't assume or rely that the Tamil will tell him to give you another piece of pastry, another piece of kugel, or something like that, which isn't a chiv to do so. And then, in that situation, the waiter can't Assume that he's going to get more, and he makes a separate bracha each time they give him a piece. Because as the Taz brings down, the Tamachacham may not go out of his way to tell the people to do something that's just nice when there's no din to do so, he wouldn't necessarily do that. However, the Mishabur says, he disagrees with the Taz and argues and says, no, the Tamachacham would do that as well. And the Ramos says, If there are two people that are eating together, so then the waiter, who normally doesn't have a right to go and eat with them, he does have the right now to go take something from them, as we'll see only a small amount, without even asking permission, in order And this way you'll have three men above the age of Bar Mitzvah, and they'll be able to bench Bezimim, which is a higher form of benching, as we'll see in uh, the upcoming Simon, Kuf Ayin in Sif Chof Aleph. Now we go to the final Mishnah Brewer. Yadalit, as Mr. Burr says, they were talking here when they're eating something that would be obligated in the benching and they would have a zima for. If they weren't washing, if they weren't eating bread, so then this wouldn't apply. And the waiter who has the right to, so to say, create the zimum over here only has the right to eat a little bit, just enough, enough that he would be able to be incorporated with them, combined together with them to create the zimum. The issue footnote number seven brings down Shim Oaklandovershainochaibazimun. The implication over here is that if you're eating something that doesn't have an obligation to bench Bazimun, then we'll see later on in Sif Kutton Mem Gimel, Ain't Lolacho Lolorishus. The waiter doesn't have the right to go take something without asking permission. That concludes Simon Kuf Samach Tes, and then we start Simon Kuf Ayin, which deals with Divrei Musur Shinhag Odom Besuda, the proper way the person should conduct himself during a meal. The Mechaber starts off and tells us, Ein Mesichim Besuda. You're not allowed to talk during the meal. We'll have to obviously define this, but we're talking here about where it would be dangerous. Shema Yaktim Kone Leveshet. That if a person is not careful and he talks while he's eating, the food that was destined to go down his esophagus, his veshet, may unfortunately go down into his trachea, into his windpipe, and Rachmana Litzlan, he may choke. The Mishnah Brewer amazingly says in Sivkot and Aleph, this includes Afilu B'divrei Torah. A person's not even allowed to talk Torah while he's eating. But this is, of course, only during the actual time that he's eating, he has food in his mouth, because Umishum Sakana. It's because it's dangerous, as we will learn. But in between bites or in between dishes, one would be permitted to go and talk Torah especially.
especially it's a mitzvah to go learn Torah at the table. Any table that didn't have divrei Torah recited at that table, it's as if it's as if they ate from the sacrifices that were brought to an avodah zorah because of the Shalom, the Mishabur brings down the Shalom, the Yomad Mishnah, or Halacha, or Agado, or Sifri Musa, a person should learn either Mishnah, or Halacha, or Divri Agado, or Musa Sefer, and don't think that just by saying benching, that that's enough that your Yotze Divri Torah Allah Shulchan. Now, Kopanim Yomar is a Mizmor, a person should say, there is Mizmorim if he's not able to learn, and especially the Tolomar, Acha Birchasamoti, Mizmor Hashem, Mizmor Dovin, Hashem Roi Lo Echsar. Do the Torah, Utvila, Amazon Osa. As we've already learned previously, there's a school to say this Tvila to Davin is brought down from the Zohar. A person should Davin before he eats, so we've already discussed previously when is an opportune time to say this. Some say this right after you say that Motzi. There was an opinion that you could say it after Natila Sidaim, before that Motzi, but saying Mizmor. At the table is a beautiful minog, and you're asking both for additional food, you're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give you parnasa as well as its divrei Torah. The issue food number one brings down, if somebody forgot to make a bracha on his food, and he has food in his mouth, so we learn those halachos in Simon Kufai and Beis, but from the fact that you're allowed to go and make the bracha under those appropriate circumstances where you push the food off to the side, or if its food's not going to be disgusting, you take the food out of your mouth, so you see that it's only talking about when there's a chashash of sakana that you're not allowed to talk, but if at other times there's no chashash of sakana, of course you're allowed to talk, Torah, you're allowed to make a bracha, etc., etc., the issue of number two brings down when they bring wine out into the table during the middle of the meal, so one person shouldn't make the bracha for everybody else, because in that situation, you may be eating, and you'll answer amen, and you chas could choke as well. That's why many places have the custom that they say, savri, uh, rabosai, everybody pay attention, or l'chaim, to have people know and understand, that make careful that you're not talking while you're answering amen over here, and that there shouldn't be chas v'shom esakona. Brings down as well for Shlomo Zalman Zatzal, Shein Ladaver, Odom Hanim Tzabiyam Tzachilos. So don't speak with somebody who's at the meal, even though you're not eating, because Shema Yanin Lovi is talking, because he may not realize that it's dangerous, and he may start talking, and Rahman Lusan could choke. Dishafu number three brings down an interesting question. When you have a lot of people at the table, should they all learn Torah together, or can each one learn Torah individually? So he brings down from the Shailas Tuchuvas Salmas Chaim that it's much better that they all learn Torah together, ideally. However, Chaim Kanieski Shlita says that it's adequate if each person learns alone. Certainly, of course, they can learn together, but if each person was wanting to learn alone, that would be fine. And he says that's actually Mashmobi from the Mishnah He writes, Shachiv who Labdaf Gobishloshan. This Chiv to learn at the table is Labdaf There are three people there. In other words, there's a Chiv to learn even by yourself. The issue of number four brings down that you see from here that it's certainly best to actually learn Torah rather than say something else. The Yoruch HaShulchan brings down, It's the ideal thing is to actually say over Divrei Torah rather than just saying a capital tilim if you're capable of doing so. But if you're very rushed and you don't have time to say the very Torah, so the Ben Yishchai says you can get away with just saying a halacha. For example, that it's an obligation to wash your hands in so this way you are Yotze, this din of saying a halacha at least at the table. He brings down as well in the name of the Shalom that a person should sing Al Naras Bavel, say Al Naras Bavel on weekdays before the benching, and on Shabbos and Yantif, or days when you don't say Taklin, the minute is to say Shear Malus. He concludes and ends over here, ideally you should understand what these words mean, that would be a much better way to say it. Then we go back to Mechabi, he says, If somebody sneezed, pirished, he gives a foreign language word in the Ramah that means sneezing. Basud in the middle of the meal, also loma lo asusi. You shouldn't even say gesundheit, asut to the person. God bless you, because if you have food in your mouth, Rahman and Salan, you could choke. 
Mishnah Bura Sivkot and Beis explains, Kishiyotzi Akol, when you speak, Niftach also Kovashapiakona, the lid, the hat that's on top of your windpipe, when you're talking, that is allowing the air to go in and out, is closed normally when you're eating, so the epiglottis over there is what it's called, will protect your air pipe, but when you're going to talk, it opens up, and Rahman Islam, the food could fall down that pipe. The Nikhlas Bohamaychul Mistakin, and this is brought down in Rashi. Back to the Mechaber, he writes, If everybody's sitting down together at the meal, somebody has to go to urinate to the bathroom. So, when he comes back to the table, he should wash the hand that he used to wipe off the droplets of urine that may have spilled on his foot. And the Eino Nota may cool him. He should wash his hands in front of everybody so they shouldn't be suspicious. They shouldn't think that this person didn't wash his hands. Mr. Burris of Cotton Gimel explains, in this situation, if he wants to eat, the Sharat Sion in Osei, the Chofetz Chaim brings down, if you just go and drink, you don't need to make a bracha, because the Iker and the the essential washing of the hands, is because of the Chashash that you may come to touch the food. Shema Yochal. So that's why it brings down over here in the name of Magin of Ram. Only if you want to eat, do you have to go wash your hand. And he says, Go look, we've already learned this in Simon Kuf Samachdalit. And Gisha foot number six brings down that there was a big machlokus over there. The Marshal said that if you touch yourself in a sweaty place in the middle of the meal, you don't have to make an alantil as you die. You don't make the bracha. Even if you went to the bathroom in the middle of the meal, you don't have to make the bracha. Unless if you left the table in the middle of the meal, for a prolonged period of time, so then you have to make the bracha. Maisa, we pass it over there. Shemasa tzrocha, if you did go to the bathroom, or shenogav mokam atunaf, mamish, or if you touched a sweaty place, or shaholach v'hitli, where you left the table, we do make an atil asyadayim with the bracha. However, if you just touched yourself at the table in different places, or if you just urinated without touching the urine or yourself, we do make you wash the tilasidayim, but you don't make a brach in that situation. That's what we learned previously. If you, in fact, wipe the droplets of urine off with both of your hands, so then you have to wash both of them. And the Gemara, it says, There is a mitzvah to do this, to wipe the urine off your feet, if the urine dripped on your feet. Why? So people shouldn't think that you're a mutilated person, that you have some physical abnormality with your genital area, as we'll learn and in this situation, they'll cast aspersions on your children that of course, Shavcha can't have children, and therefore, if your wife had children, the Chas Hashem cast aspersions that she must have had children via somebody else and committed adultery, and therefore, a person should be very careful with this. Then the Ramah says, Hagav, Yemoshiv Shef, if he went to the bathroom but he didn't go and wipe off any of the urine with his hands, and an autoclave, then he technically doesn't have to go and wash the Tilasi Daim at all. It says on the side in the Ver Hagola in Oz Gimel, Niraniyaz Dati, it appears to me, he says, in my humble opinion, the Khan Ayri, we're talking here, Biyoshiv Levad the Basudu, the person's by himself, and that's why he doesn't have to wash his hands, because he didn't touch himself. And the reason why you don't have to go wash your hands is because there's no chashad, there's nobody else watching you, and therefore, since you didn't touch anything, you don't have to go wash your hands. And the Mishnah Burin Sivkan Hay explains that this is true, whether you want to eat afterwards or drink afterwards, if you didn't wipe off the urine, so then there's no need to technically wash your hands at all. Unless, in low noga, unless you've touched yourself in a part of the body that's dirty. And the Bir Halacha, the Ramask, in low noga, he brings down from the Lavush, that's if Miodea Shalonaga, you have to know for certain that you didn't touch it. If you're unsure, so then you should wash your hands. But Ramal continues and he says, but if a person went to the bathroom to defecate in this situation, 
He definitely has to go and wash his hands in that situation. And Mr. Brew brings down a sukkot and vav. What about the bracha? You have to wash your hands, but you have to make a bracha. So he brings down yesh meach rodin shukas ushal olavar kamazet that you don't even have to make a bracha. But you should wash your hands. We don't have to make a bracha. We already learned earlier hichranu kedasa chayyadam. He passed over there like the chayyadam who said the bazet tzarich lavarch that in fact you should make a bracha. And ayin shom go look over there. The issue footnote number nine brings up from the chazal nish shem avarch lo hivsid. If you want to follow the opinion that you should make a bracha, you certainly can. You haven't lost, but if a person wants to be mekel and not make a bracha, also ein mochen biyado. Chaber adds one last point. He says, This is if you're going to drink. However, if a person is going back to the table to eat, no he doesn't have to go wash his hands in front of everybody else. He can wash his hands outside in the bathroom, wherever it is. They made the other because everybody knows everybody knows that a person wouldn't go and come back to the table after he went to the bathroom and he coming to eat if he didn't wash his hands. As the Ramah says, Everybody knows that a person wouldn't be able to do that below Ocha, below Natila. Nobody would be able to eat without washing their hands. And Mr. Burris of Kutan Zayin explains, Pirush, Shehoza, Lebeza, Rach, Mishtos. If he's going into his house just to drink, Daflazet, Tzorach, Natila, Shemayovo, Lecho. He has to go and wash his hands because he may go to eat. Udkameh, Bahagaz, we'll learn in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow in the Ramah at the end of this Sif. So when he's going to drink, then he has to go and wash his hands in front of everybody else. But if he's going to eat, then he doesn't have to wash his hands in front of everybody else because everybody knows that no person would go out of the bathroom having left the table and not washed their hands if they came back from the bathroom where they did their tzrocha, where they did their needs. The issue footnote number 10 brings down Ubizmaneno nowadays that everybody washes their hands for Nikias, for hygiene purposes. So the Kavachayim brings down If somebody's well known to be an Istanis, and today the Kavachayim is basically saying we all had the status of being an Istanis, a fussy person. And any time they would come out of the bathroom, they would always wash their hands. So then, then that person can wash his hands outside, he doesn't have to wash his hands in front of everybody else because nobody would be suspicious that this guy didn't wash his hands. So therefore, Bismaneno, when everybody has this cleanliness and a better hygiene than they did in the past, so everybody's considered as Daito Ketzaris and Istanis, and everybody doesn't have to wash their hands in front of all the people at the table. Everybody presumes that they washed their hands when they were in the bathroom or when they were by the sink. They don't have to do it in front of everybody. That concludes today's share.